Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. This is Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans with me, Cheryl Burke, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans, where you get your fix of all things Dancing with the Stars related. Ha <laughs> ha. I have been getting tons of inquiries about bringing on more pro dancers, especially the OGs. So may your wish be my command. Just call me the fairy godmother. As there's so much to cover with my next guest who is an OG or was supposed to be one, considering her partner, who she was assigned to for season one, backed out mid-training period prior to the premiere of the show. I am beyond excited as there is a lot to cover because not only did you have tons of fan questions for my next guest, but I've got some as well. Okay? Okay. With 11 whole seasons under her belt, we have a lot to look back on, especially since we knew each other during our competitive ballroom days. And fun fact, her first husband was one of my first dance coaches ever who I had competed with in the Pro-Am American Smooth Youth Division back in my heyday. Small world, right? You know my next guest for her strict style of teaching, her witty personality, and her impeccable dancing skills. Please welcome the first pro dancer with that red fiery hair of hers. Everyone, give a warm welcome to the gorgeous Anya Trebunskaya to the show. Welcome to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans, my friend. How are you? I am so excited to be here. I've been listening and watching you do it. (laughs) This is kind of fun. I think you're doing a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. And yeah, I you really thank you do. for the love and support. Honestly, there hasn't been a lot of that within the dancing um, community, I would say. So you have definitely stood out in that sense. Um, and I really, truly, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate it. So thank you. It's my pleasure. So speaking of you, um, <laughs> <laughs> like my transition. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, Very nice. So I've been stalking you, not so much on social media, but I've been digging. Just call me a journalist. I love it. And I think I know, I think I almost know a lot more than I did, right? So Uh that's a good thing. But my listeners don't. So I want you to take us back to when little, little Anya Trebonskaya. I had a therapy session yesterday when we did some regression stuff. And I went back into me being not even a toddler. And um, we were going through some um, with my 
coach, the lady yeah. that was doing it, mm -hmm. uh, through some relationship with my mother and some of the things, how that relationship and some of the things that happened way early on that I don't even remember because we remember starting about three years old. We start to kind of remember, but anything before that, it's really kind of, it's, it's, you can get there with a specialist. So it was, uh, it, and how it actually affected my health. So you were born in Russia. Yes. Right? Very true. And you were there till you were 17. So I came, I moved to United States at 17 after I graduated high school, but I first came to US uh, at 15. And my mom was thinking to bring me um, back, bring me to US because she moved um, three years prior, right? She moved earlier than me. And she brought me here and she already owned a dance studio at that time. But she said, you know what? I'm not crazy about the school system in New York City because that's where we lived. As I would have to go to public. I would have to go to public school in Queens, which is, I love Queens. I lived in uh, Astoria, which is a Greek neighborhood, amazing Greek food. Um, but that time, my mom said, your school in Russia is so good that I want you to graduate high school there. And then, so I came over the summer. I came for three months when I was 15. I danced, I took private lessons. You know, I worked a little bit at the studio as a receptionist, did not know an envelope from a stamp. I mean, literally had to be taught language, didn't speak mm -hmm. the language. And then came back again at 16. And then finally at 17, moved. So how did you, so your mother got you into dancing, correct? Like she was, a, was she yeah. considered a dance mom? Yes and no. She was... My mom is a very practical woman. If not for my mom, I wouldn't be in this country. I wouldn't totally. get to where I got mm -hmm. just because I would have gotten somewhere else. But now where I'm at or where I was, if not for my mom. Yeah, no, same. That is 100% clear for me. So I'm mm -hmm. forever grateful. Um, she was a dance mom because she wasn't though, because she was a dance coach. So she was right. my first coach. And oh, there were other you know, 50, maybe in Russia, in my dance studio, there was maybe 50 kids, 70 kids of different ages. Yeah. And she was the head coach. Right. Was that difficult for you guys in your relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hard to separate it, right? It was hard for me. My mom still remembers the story when uh, I was about maybe six or seven and my mom was teaching a group class and there are other 30 kids and I'm one of them, right? Like school. Mm -hmm. So um, I go, mom, 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 mom. So she took me aside and I said, listen, I am your mom, but here you to call me Irina Vladimirovna. I am not your mother here. There are other children that I'm coaching to and you need to respect that. So I went in front of everyone. She took me aside. Okay, good. Not in front of everyone. No. Good. My mom's cool yeah. like that, but it was still like... No, she so was like, like... Yeah, she had a boundary. Very strong boundaries. So um, at six or seven, I was like... Mm. So then I run to my grandmother in tears because my grandmother used to bring me to dance and pick me up. And I go, she doesn't... She's not my mom Aww. anymore. She said to call her Irina Vladimirovna. <laughs> she's not my mother anymore. I mean, like, that's of how course, I No, but that's it, normal. Right? Yeah, no, I hear you. Was your father present? 
So my mom and my dad divorced when I was three. So he wasn't really present like a a co-parent, like the American version of co-parenting or divorced parents that still co-parent. Yeah, nowadays. That never happened in the 80s. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you know. (laughs) No, I know. Um, I can't. Oh my goodness. so he again my mother was very strong russian woman very proud and they used to be dance partners and they um broke up and then they broke up um they broke up personally first and then they broke up as dance partners and blah 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 i mean i could go into that whole history um but i probably should have signed a release from my mom Ah, or signed the release totally she can always Um, join yeah (laughs) so when she when when she did she say to you did she have to convince you to come here or because i'm sure you had your set of friends i mean you were in you know you lived there for longer than just a few years like coming back coming back to my father which i think is an important point i didn't really have a relationship with my dad until my mom moved to united states i was 14 and i went to dance and practice and study in his dance studio God, so both of them were competitive ballroom dancers. Both of them were competitive Oy. ballroom dancers. My stepdad was a competitive ballroom dancer. My stepsister was wow. a third in U.S. and smooth. Um, my uncles were very big in Russian folk dance in um, our region of Russia. And like my stepmom was a ballroom dancer at some so point everybody. as an amateur. So yeah. it's like a whole family. It's like a traveling circus of dancers. Are you the only child? For my mother, yes. Got it, got it. Okay. Explains so a lot. this is fascinating because, <laughs> okay, this all uh-huh. makes sense now. Like, because you yeah. are, unless you want to retrain your brain, you are who you're raised by, you know. So it, it is, it's called ancestral trauma, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's, it's also a yeah, good yeah. thing for something, you know, it depends on yeah. how, what your perspective is, obviously. But there yeah. is ways of like switching that pattern, which... Um, I would like to say I'm currently doing, but it's going to take more than one lifetime, unfortunately. <laughs> but it is, it well, is, um, let's hope it's interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, well, no, I, I don't, I, I'm good with one. I'll come back as my <laughs> Frenchie though, because damn, is she spoiled. Uh, but when you came to where you, did you have any resentment for having like your mother saying, let's move, like move to America, knowing that maybe you had, mm. you know, your relationship with your father. Did your mom know about that relationship with your father? Yes, of course. Of course, she was like, hey, dude, I didn't bother you or ask you for anything for yeah. years, but now I'm leaving. I need you to keep an eye on her. Got it. Again, I was 14. Of like, course. That's when the trouble starts, right? So I was uh, 14 going on 44. Uh, for sure, especially in the dance world, right? Mm-hmm. So my, my dad kept an eye on me. I wasn't, you know what? I You're a good a girl, strong, Anya. I was such a good girl. I was too good. You've to always be been a good girl. I was <laughs> too proper and prim, right? I was like, when I was 14, I acted like I was 44. I acted like I already had kids and grandkids. You know what I mean? Like, I was so, this is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. But it was also my survival mechanism because when your life is out of control, what else can you control? Your environment. It's also the culture. The way that you were raised, Culture, too. Yeah, That's sure. why all you guys that really focus, like, especially like Russians, Ukrainians, that's why they're so good at what they do because you know it is part of your culture to be so determined and focused, and it's ad- admirable. Like, I, you know, 
I would say that I am, but not to that extent. You know, I would say that I'm very obsessed and OCD about certain things, but not in the way that you guys turn it into so into a skill, right? Into like an art. And it's pretty um, fascinating to watch. So if this is too personal, what I'm about to ask, please feel free just to say you're not comfortable talking about it, but I'm going to talk about uh, quickly, just just quickly. No, it's not that I don't think it's not going to be as look the war, Russia versus, you know, Ukraine. Do you still have family in Russia? Yes. Are they okay? They totally fine. They are not in the region where they would be in harm. Got it. Did you notice any turmoil or tension between the dancers as far as, because there's lots of Russians, there's lots of Ukrainians, in the dance world and i know you're are you you're still involved in the competitive world somewhat yeah i mean i have a dance yeah. studio yes people that work at my studio are from kiev they are from ukraine they're lovely couples they've been with us for almost six years mm-hmm. um and you know they would come to the studio when all this started and they didn't sleep for weeks and i would say <sighs> how's it going how are your parents are everybody safe and what's happening and i care for them and for i care sure. for for their loved ones and then they ended up bringing their mom and their dad and sister mom and dad went back strangely enough but the sister is still here and um you know how can we help what can we do um i mean for me i look at it as people are people and i'm gonna take care and protect emotionally protect as well right of course of course can't be physically there doing stuff but these are my people, regardless of, of where they're from, mm-hmm. they, they're, they're mine. Like I already mm-hmm. consider them as my, my work family. They're my colleagues. So of all of the dancers that are, are from the Ukraine that were affected, I'm just happy that they're here yeah, yeah. and that they're actually able to help their loved ones and their relatives. And um, some of them brought them here and get them out of harm's way. So, politically, I don't think I should comment. No, no, it's fine. No, I just opinions. wanted to make sure that you were okay and that you're, because I you haven't. I'm okay. Um, I know, again, um, friends of friends that yes. happen to be there that used to live in Russia and moved to Ukraine and how it just, it, it's just um, a mess. Yeah. Huh? It's a big it's a mess. mess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a great outlook on, um, on, on this whole mess really <laughs> right like what can you do other than just uh yeah be with your loved ones regardless of where you're from it makes no difference um i'm sorry for any uh emotions that may have arise but emotions are good thank you emotions are fine emotions are great All i'm good. still learning this crying is okay it's good for you Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Let's move on to Jonathan Roberts, my very first oh American smooth dance teacher gosh, ever. Yes. So I saw him competing at United States Nationals and he mm-hmm. saw me competing. And I remember Babette's dress and I remember seeing their outfits and going, oh, their outfits are good. They're high quality. And me and my partner at the time, my um we, we were competing um, from New York. We both lived in New York. Okay. We got fourth in U.S. Rising Star National. Right. And Jonathan Roberts stayed in the 24. Right. Just respect. <laughs> Go ahead and just rub it in. Why don't you? <laughs> and then he remembered seeing me in the final. Of because course. I was like, dancing Beautiful. for four days in a row in the same bright yellow dress like you couldn't miss me i was like did you have my your red hair, hair my hair wasn't just red cheryl they were orange of course just like our they skin. were like they were like a, a, a fruit that color can you get to the good part <laughs> the good part is when he found out that i don't have a partner he actually called the studio where my mom taught and he spoke to my mom first and oh. he said I would like to speak with um, Anna. And she said, oh, she's in Russia now. She's having tryouts. And he was like, oh, well, my name is Jonathan Roberts. You know how professional he is. Very. Blah, blah, blah. I would like to have a tryout with her. So my mom actually arranged it. Okay. So your mom must have approved at first without, did she know of him? No. She's like, I have no idea who you are, but where do you live? He's like, California. She goes, well tryout would be in new york he said that's not a problem i'll come to new york it's, it's cool i love so that he, it was right before christmas um so we come we get to new york so wait, was have, it like love at first sight or no no absolutely Got it. not okay no jonathan roberts is like uh, for him for his sight it was but no it no? wasn't no 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 it are was you sure like, 
absolutely. It was actually kind of like, who's this guy? And who's this B? No, he would never yes. say that. He would never say that, but he thought it. He was probably like, who's this very confident young woman up here with her ego so involved that maybe Correct. she's just insecure, you know, you got to have compassion for her. Which he did a lot of it. Actually, I have to say he was, a, he's, a, he's, he's a very, very compassionate. compassionate. Oh he's my God. If I, told, person. Oh, I wish I could tell this story, but I can't, <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sure he told you. Anyway, well, we'll, go ahead. Flip, we'll flip it next time. We're not I'll flipping shit. You. I'll tell <laughs> you in private. <laughs> go ahead. So I show up, I look gorgeous. We, we start dancing and I, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. And we tried. And I said to him, you know, your dance style and my dance style completely don't match. And it, it, it doesn't feel good right now. But I think you and I look good together. So let's give it a shot. Wow. In that same tone. Exactly. And here was this really handsome guy who was really nice and he was very confident. And I could see right away his work ethic was no BS. I'm like, yeah, this yeah. guy knows what he wants. He's going to work for it. And he's going to be professional. And after the previous partners that I had, I was like, okay, I could do stuff with this person. Even if it's not at the level where I would like it to be now, but I could see the potential. I could see his work ethic, my work ethic. We have the same path. When did it get intimate? I mean, when he started being really nice and take care of me and... He took me shopping to the mall because he Stop felt it. so sorry for me because I came literally with a bag <laughs> this big. And he said, is there anything else? I said, no, nope, that's it. Light packer. I'm kidding. At the time, now you should see my closet. I mean, it's ridiculous. Wait, but so what year was this when you guys met versus it being 2000, like intimate? 2000, we met. And things started to progress in pretty fast. By 2001, we started dating. Okay. But like 2001, I think like March, April, we started oh. to go, oh, that's, that's interesting. I, I want to do, I, I want to see you in other ways than just Correct. my dance partner. Bare ass but, naked. I mean, let's just, let's just say Jonathan is a, <laughs> I heard that. Jonathan is a wonderful, wonderful oh, man. Oh, he's amazing. I was going to say that. Perfect. Like he's perfect. No such thing. I never thought he was perfect, However, but close. <laughs> close to perfection. And when he was younger, when we started dancing together, he was so handsome. I remember people used to call him Superman. Oh, he, he is. Yeah, he was and is. He's got a great bone structure. Now, that also, bone structure and the, the, you know, the shoulders. I'm just talking about this bone muscles. structure, but yeah. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable and with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Okay, so then Dancing with the Stars, 2005. Yes. When were the yes. auditions? 2004? Yes. No, 2005. Wasn't first season 2005? I wasn't a part of it, but yes, it was. Yes, so summer. I just did a rewatch. It was a summer. Correct. They auditioned both Jonathan and I. Okay, so how did this come about, though I know, but... Go ahead and tell me who who your partner. I can't believe no one's asked you this. Who the hell dropped out mid uh, mid rehearsal period before the premiere? Who was your partner? <sighs> Thomas Calab Thomas Calabra. Okay, and so why did he quit? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. No one's ever done that before. It was the first season. Nobody knew what was going on. You know, they didn't know how it's going to be. So. I honestly don't know why he quit. He didn't tell me and I haven't spoken to him since ever. But so you could probably like, get a vibe. Was he nervous? Did he think he it was, was going to be different? He was nervous yeah. and I think he he felt like it was going to be making fun of him. Oh. And yeah. Were you too so, hard on him, Anya? Of course I was. That's why I saw you in the how-tos during the rewatch. I was like, why the hell is she not on the show? But then here she is dancing with freaking Louie. Like, I don't get it. Got it now. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys put your competition life on hold, which isn't easy because it takes time to establish yourself as a competitor for my listeners who don't know. And you stop that. You go and you do this thing. First of all, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. Mm -hmm. On top of it all, you're making so you're making less money than you've ever probably made within the last what decade, right? Like you're not the money does not equal to what you have made as a professional dancer point yes. blank like you can't 100%. teach because it's so time consuming but then you both get the job which is rare right because it was like yes. how many people were auditioning at this point uh not so many people honestly were auditioning for the first oh. season because they contacted as far as pro dancers 
Yes, because they contacted a lot of people. They contacted all the finalists and most of the finalists said, like, I'm a serious competitor. What is this right. stuff? I'm <laughs> right. not going to waste my end. How much are you paying me? I'm yeah, not nothing. doing that. Right. I mean, I feel like people who were in the first season, like Alec and Edita and Charlotte Jorgensen and um, Louis and Ashley Costa. Um, Del Jonathan, Grosso at that time. Yeah, Ashley Del Grosso at the time. I, I think we all took a chance on the show because we, sure. like you said, we put our life on hold. We weren't um, paid um, the same as we would be doing something else, doing our regular gig. Uh, so, and here we are, we made it. And I was a fierce competitor. Like competitions was my life. I know. That's all I needed. Yeah. That's all I wanted. It was a lifestyle. It was like, <gasps> Finally, I get to do it on this high level. This girl from Chelebinsk, Russia, with not that many opportunities. So now we are U.S. champions in Rising Star, Jonathan and I. We are U.S. finalists in Pro Latin, which at the time was Slavik and Karina, Michael and Biata, mm-hmm. um, Alexander Gisha and... Um, no, I remember I was Paul part of this Green. era, but not your era. But yes. Right. And then, and like somehow we made that final. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I will never forget it. And by the way, so was this something you did not want to do then? Was it Jonathan that convinced you to do Dancing with the Stars? He was more enthusiastic about it. For sure. Why? Um, why was it, why was he already thinking of the retiring or like not, was he obviously not happy? I, you know, I think he wanted to try different avenues. He wanted to explore different things, which is Fair great. Enough. And I'm glad that we did it. I, I wouldn't say he had to convince me very much because he said, hey, let's do, because we were supposed to do it together, right? And we got right. hired yes. to do it together. Yes. So we were like, hey, we're going to do this together. It's just one season in the summer. We can still go do our nationals. Afterwards, it doesn't affect because we didn't know if it's going to go into this 30-something season no, thing or it's going to stay this just one special. Right. Did it? But did it affect your relationship? Because it, it was out of your control. Obviously, your partner backed out and then you had all this time, right? Because yes. you, can't, you can't ballroom dance without Jonathan. Yes. So I was hanging around basically LA and we moved from... San Jose to LA to do this thing. Not so, too far. Not too bad, but hung around. And then I ended up did going back to San Jose. Did a how-to here and there. <laughs> did a how-to here and there. Did you help Jonathan and Rachel? Uh, a smidge, just the here and there. Wasn't like particularly helping too much. Was, I mean, he he's so self-sufficient. He can do everything. So, yeah. So what, so what was it like for you? Did you feel resentment? Did you feel like, because it's normal. Right? Like, um, regardless, we're human. It didn't feel resentment. Maybe that's too strong of a word. I just felt like, well, what do I do now? Like, right. I, I felt like I was in the vacuum, honestly. Yeah. I felt in the vacuum. I felt like, well, I can't leave, really. I can't, like, go to Russia. But you could teach. Did you teach still? So I was teaching. Yeah. I absolutely did that. I hung around um, LA for a little bit and then I drove back in my in our car and then went back to teaching my regular students and no, and Melrose place can suck it. I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> no, well not because then you, uh, voila, dance with another well, one, but we're going to get there. Okay. So 
I am just going to hit you with this. Okay. Why did you and Jonathan, because by the way, so like I said, I've known Jonathan forever and I never, out of every single person who's been romantically involved in the industry, you guys would be the last, you know, couple I would ever think would, would go their separate ways. But by the way, that's okay. Right. We all evolve. Um, What happened? From the tip of the iceberg is Jonathan uh, is older than me and he was always ahead of me in a life curve. So when he said to me, let's do Dancing with the Stars, and I said, but we should stay competing. He's like, no, no, but let's do this. Then three years later, I go, yeah, he was right. We need to be doing Dancing with the Stars. So it was always like, I was always behind him three, four years. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point it gotten well, I know exactly the point where I was 28, 29. He was already in his late 30s, right? 36, 37, pushing 40. Okay. And he said, it, it's time for us to have children. And I said, I'm not ready to have like children. That? <laughs> it, me being Russian. You know how Jonathan is. He's like, you know, like, we, we got to cross all the T's and well, put yeah, the dots yes, on the yes. E's, right? Yes. So it's, we have the house. Yes. We have the career, we have the car, we have another car, let's have children. And I was about to enter season 10. Oh. And I was like, not ready. I, I'm not ready to have this right now. I am at the peak of my career. Yeah. I am at the peak of my technical and physical performance. Because I do think that my dancing throughout Dancing with the Stars improved. Interesting. I think mine got worse, but that's fascinating. We'll talk about that because that's, yeah. that's great. My my teaching and my uh, skills, like my communication through my mouth got better. But I, I, Yes, obviously, we all improved in that. Um, my teaching obviously improved. My uh, being able to choreograph and customize a dance specifically for that person improved because before yeah. it was... Competitive routines, right? And competitive vocabulary. Syllabus is syllabus in Latin American dancing, ballroom dancing. I love me Um, some syllabus. Smoother rhythm or whatever. Um, So I was ready. Like, I'm not ready. I am just, I'm just hitting this like. Peak. Peak. I'm just speaking now. It's like, no, I'm not ready. So I think that was a big one because he felt like, well, isn't that what we're supposed to do now? That what? No. Does he have kids? He does. He has uh, two girls. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So that was one of the reasons. And my saying, I'm not ready. That's not what I want right now was interpreted to him that I, that's not what I want. Like the marriage in general. The children. Okay. But it didn't mean like forever. Yes. But he was already in his mind. He's like, I've achieved everything I wanted to achieve. I won the U.S. title. But the time he already won the U.S. title, I got this. Let's do this, wife. Um, and I was like, but I haven't gotten my, I'm feeling at my absolute professional best right now. I would like to see how far I can take me mm-hmm. before I can have kids. And how old were you when this happened? In like season 10? 20, oh age 29. Oh my God. Jesus, you were so young. I mean, we got married when I was 22. Wow. I was young in general. I was just so young. So did he give you an ultimatum then? It wasn't an ultimatum, but I think he got very um, 
sad about it. Mm-hmm. And then also the other thing that, and I cannot speak for him. It's of just not. my perception. That's how yep. I feel is the fact that I was getting hired back on Dancing with the Stars and he wasn't. Oh yeah. That must, I was going to ask you that. Like that can't be easy. So it's that feeling of yet again, she's the most successful one yet again she's the star yeah because remember when we were dancing when we started dancing i was already in my own right Mm -hmm. in rising star professional u.s finalist right and he was two levels below me and he was the one that wanted to dance with you and it was a whole thing right like it's a whole and we got there and when i started dancing with him competitively i dropped big time in my results which I was like, it's okay. We're no, I'm 20. Like I have time, and sure. Was he enough, your first professional partner though? Second. Oh shit! Yeah. How far? How much did you drop as far as placement goes? Um. So let's say in the Rising Star, we got into semifinals. Okay. But not fourth, third in the final, right? So that's a right. huge drop. Right. And then you hear it because for my listeners, you know, this is a serious thing that we're talking. I know it sounds like you guys have zero clue what we're saying. Rising star, amateur, open, gold. It it makes no sense to you guys. But like we are like Olympians and this is we have competitions year round and this is what we do. We rhinestone our dresses if we have to. I mean, I danced on the streets for money. Everything like was ballroom dancing. Like there was nothing else on my mind. It was like lessons, 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 diets, 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 freaking cut my hair off. Okay, let's do this. Like, how do we stand out? And it was, and I went through a lot of partners, but this was my freaking life. There was no other, I didn't see further or beyond ballroom. Correct. Yes. So So I just want my listeners to hear that perspective because it is, um, it's very tech. It sounds like technical, but like, this is why I believe that, you know, the show is also where it is today because of that foundation we had as a, uh, however many of us, right. There was like, I would say the initial 10 to 15 of us really put it as far as like, this is ballroom. I mean, I, like I said with Edita, you know, I believe maybe it wasn't completely directly teaching anyone. I'm not trying to school anyone, but I believe yeah. that we helped the glam team and we figured it out, right? Like, and they oh, also helped, helped us tone it down a little bit. Yeah. They, they made us a little bit more TV and we made them a lot more ballroom. Right. Like, let's not like, you know, nothing falls off our heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we glue, we glue our hair with eyelash glue that smells like horse shit. Like, that's what we do. Absolutely. Okay. So then Jerry Rice comes in your life. Yes. And he's a neighbor of my family's. Uh huh. We we, we did <laughs> dance and practice. I know. At your, I was going to ask your you. studio, at your house. Yeah. You know, you dance on my. Okay, so I know this sounds crazy, guys, but this is not me. It's my mother and my father, my stepdad. Okay, we have a ballroom in our house. Yes, I said it. Ballroom. It's beautiful. It's, it's gigantic beautiful. and it's ridiculous. But my mother loves her tea party, Filipino tea parties. Shout out to Sherry Burke. Okay. So then Jerry Rice is on the show and voila, he was small world. We all like, they live within a five mile radius. And not only do you rehearse at my house, but you rehearse at my very first dance studio. I've ever, ever stepped foot in a ballroom dance shoot before Imperial Dance Club. So can you tell me about your chemistry first with Jerry? I know you didn't know him. 
I had no clue who he was. Absolutely. Do, do you think that helped? Because that same, I don't know anybody. So I did that help you? I think it helped. I think it helped. Uh, because immediately the relationship towards him was established as he's my student. I'm a professional. I'm yeah. his teacher. I'm his coach. This is what we do. You listen to what I say. It And with Jerry, it was that black and white. Yes. And you prefer, I, I mean, you've danced with a lot of people say, oh, Cheryl always gets the athletes. You've danced with as far as like the ratio I goes. You've been with 11 people and most of them have been athletes. Yeah. If you look at the ratio, yes. I did. More athletes. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. So <laughs> I'm very, very, very detailed over here. So. <laughs> How so? It was a very professional relationship. He wasn't the like most rhythmical, would you say? Like, how was how did he take the embarrassment? Did he ever feel embarrassed? Did he ever feel like in discouraged, or did he have that mentality of you know we're just gonna one step at a time, one step at a time? I love that. He didn't get to where he got twenty years in football, being MVP and all that good stuff, the goats and everything. By mm-hmm. getting frustrated about little things. You're right. And I think he had a very good perspective that Dancing with the Stars is, as much as it was a lot of fun and it seemed like a huge deal at the time, like he already got his Super Bowls. And- Albert Reed was your next partner. Did you ever have the hots for him? I mean, he was extremely good looking, wasn't he? I, I mean, you tell me. I mean, yes, obviously, I'm not blind. Yes. I mean, he was gorgeous. And I was married, and I, when I that doesn't saw him, mean I was you like, can't say that he was handsome. Oh, so handsome, ridiculously handsome. I was Just like, nobody's straight? allowed to be this handsome. Straight, right? Yes, yes, and straight. <sighs> that must have not been easy for Jonathan. Uh, he held it really well together. I have to say, Jonathan held all his whatever. He he never gave me stuff. Yeah, That's he kept great. it. Yes, he was very supportive. Well, so yeah. he was smart. You know what? If he would have been giving me some jealousy issues, I think. But look at um, the way he was raised, right? With a solid, he was solid. That has everything to do with it too. And it it really does. And I admire yes. Jonathan for his patience. Do you think that because he's so nice, right? Really, mm-hmm. is he's so secure? Like I, I get the psychology behind it. Do you believe that that was the reason why he may have not been asked back? Because, you know, the show wants the bad boy of ballroom. You know, he, they want those types of dancers. It just is what it is. He, he wasn't the best TV in that sense. Yes. So Jonathan and you shared, did what season together before he stopped being on the show? Season two. That was it? No. Season with Albert and then season okay. with Steve Gutenberg. Oh, God. Steve Gutenberg. Is it true that Steve Gutenberg would want to rehearse so much? Because this was before we had rules, right? Meaning the four hours allocated for every day of rehearsal. I used to book 15 hour days, like just out uh-huh. of just straight just, BS. Why not? Yeah, because you could. Third Street, 12 hours. All right, let's go. Would Steve Gutenberg fall asleep in the dance studio? <laughs> He brought his yoga mats to stretch. That's normal. And he might have taken a few naps, yes. But he never slept over it at night. No, no. Oh, I heard that. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, maybe I don't remember. You know, I have selective memory. It's the same. I mean, don't we all? And what is memory? As Edita said, she's right. If somebody said that he slept, if some of the producers said that he slept in the studio, maybe they remember it better. I mean, they filmed everything. They would know. Kind of. Chuck Liddell. 
Oh. I saw TMZ footage of you. I feel like I'm like full on, like, I feel like <laughs> I am interrogating you right now. Chuck Liddell, was, were you t- intimidated by him? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. When I what? first saw but did what? you know him? No. No, but then somebody told, you know, the, the producers give you a little spiel like a day before or sometimes with Chuck, it was a few hours before. Got it. The few hours before they said, this is your partner. I'm like, who it is? So I'm looking him up and I go, oh, my God. So I walked into an MMA training studio, club, whatever, gym, MMA gym. And here he is. And I'm just like. I mean, he looks like a murderer. I mean, he looks like a killer, right? <laughs> oh my he does. god! And I told that to him. Did to he his have face. a smile on his face at all, or no? He was not happy. I mean, happy. it's kind of an intimidating smile too. <laughs> He's such a big teddy bear, though, isn't he? Yes. So once I got to know him and know his personality, I go, "Oh, he's cool." Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women. Take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. So season 10, this was not your last season on the show. No. This was, no. but this was your last amazing season <laughs> on the show. Meaning like 
you were definitely the ones, the ringers in my eyes. I believe yes. that every Vegas, like whatever bets that they have, which they do constantly, you were definitely up there with Nicole Scherzinger, obviously. Mm-hmm. Was there a part of you, because you came so close with Jerry Rice as well, was there a part of you that was like, ugh, like it was, why? Like, why couldn't we just... I was frustrated, slightly bit bitter, and um, I realized this was my chance that didn't happen. I knew mm-hmm. why it didn't happen. I looked, I looked back at the season and I went through all the sort of in my mind, I, I'm quite good at self-reflection. And I go, okay, that makes sense. Um, and mind you, with Jerry Rice, I didn't think we were going to win. I didn't even think we were going to be in the final. That's so true. when we got to the final and we got second, we were, I was like, oh my gosh, Jerry, <laughs> kudos to you because that's all you. That, that was all you. That was your fan base that pulled you through. That was your You got to give charm, yourself some credit, Anya. Your charm. I, I did my spiel. I did my stuff. I trained him the best that I could. Yes. But I'm also realistic. You can only do so much with what you got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all good. With Evan, I was, um, I felt, especially in the beginning of the season, I felt like I really got a shot. Um, because prior to this, the figure skater... Christian Maguchi did so good. Mm-hmm. And this is the guy that's just came out of Olympic medal that just happened like a weeks ago. He just won. Like everybody in he's the America's world, sweetheart. Yes. He's an America's sweetheart. And not just everybody knows who Evan Lysichik is. Mm-hmm. Nicole Scherzinger, phenomenal, multi-talented, driven. But I mean, not everybody. Pussycat knew who, doll. Not everybody knew who that is, right? I no. knew who it was as I knew her music. We danced to her music, right? So yeah. of course we knew. Um, and she danced to her music. <laughs> she did. I danced to her music too on season ten, Tango with Evan. Why do you think you guys didn't win? Uh, multiple factors. I think there was um, miscommunication on my and Evan's part from the very beginning. Like, of what the end goal was my end goal with him i saw this in my mind this stallion that could run the race and win the race so i was pushing him like that and uh-huh. he just won his race he just got his gold he just this was fun for him this was him doing I mean, as fun as an, an Olympian can have, you, you know, he's fun. Right. He's level of fun. Right. It was right. him doing something completely different, trying dancing, trying all these different styles and uh, costumes. And he's very artistic. Yes. He's a very artistic guy. So it was more of a, an artistic exploration for him and having fun. Then for me, it was, okay, now is the real deal. Let's go. Let's do this. So our mindsets... Uh, in the middle of a competition, especially when we started to get tired from all the traveling, started clashing because he was like, I was like, I need you in rehearsal on Sunday night or Monday night so we can, because I knew we we're going to make it to the final so we can prep. So for he was doing stars come. on ice? What, were you, where he was you guys doing were on stars tour. On 
Yeah. yeah. So it's similar to like what most of the skaters do, like Charlie White and Merrill and all of them. And you're traveling with them. You probably only have the odd hours in the hotel lobby at 6 a.m. freaking trying to get his attention, but he's yawning every two seconds, like stuff like that. Like it's really yes. hard because you're traveling cross country. You got to yes. come back for camera blocking. You have no freaking clue where you're going to pull it out of your ass because you're like, I barely rehearsed with this guy. And he's not a dancer in that sense. Like I don't believe skaters have an, uh, like have actually it, it doesn't help for me i don't think it helps because they have zero hip action they have zero sense of the floor like it, it, is, it is correct it's and not the same they don't thing dance, they don't dance to the rhythm would they like it's our no. counts five six seven four and one two and a three and a four but think about settling the hip yeah no, no especially because evan was not a partner skater he was he no. didn't have a partner no but you did do it and the thing is now that you know maybe a little has your perspective changed as far as okay the show is more than just a dance competition oh yeah 100 percent. so do you feel like if you guys did all stars how would you have how would you approach it differently let's say mm, or you I wouldn't would i wouldn't i would have a conversation with him early on and yeah. be more transparent Mm. And say, this is what I want out of this partnership. Yeah. And what do you want? Right. And mind you, I was 29 and he was 24. Oh, God. He was so, also partying. We were partying our asses off back then. Let's be real. But he also just won a gold medal. <laughs> yes. He's like draining. Like he is exhausting himself. Of course, by the time I, I get to I him, know. he's kind of like, where's my coffee? You know. <laughs> oh my gosh okay but mind you he's extremely professional no, for he sure very professional he was still very strong and then the last few weeks i think it became the the most important two weeks of a dance with the stars competition became sort of the the tension package the tension package because we did not communicate early enough and because i did not communicate early can enough. you tell my listeners what the hell you're talking about please <laughs> well you know last so in the, show- the package they are they're very aware of packages they're very aware of tension packages and that's what happened with you guys but they didn't yes. have to air that if they didn't want to correct um the final show when we we're supposed to do the freestyle mm-hmm. there was a moment of us arguing which is normal, mind you. How long have you spent seven days a week now? Uh-huh. Happens. Disagreements happen. But this disagreement happened with me crying and leaving. I and, and I never cried on the show. What triggered like, that? Uh, many things. Frustration. I felt disrespectful. I felt not trusted. I felt like... Um, that this is not your world. This is my world. Why don't you let me take you to where I think we can go? And he was like, I don't want that. And then finally the truth came out where, well, you know, I don't care so much actually. And I cared more than he did. So it, it, that became like, you know, because you put so much energy and so much heart into it. And like, this becomes your world. And here's, Finally, someone that can actually do what you can teach them and can actually lead now. He was able to lead me towards the last But going back to what you said, we spend a lot of time trying to uh, really groom these people to 
go out there and then say during the, almost the finale that you don't care. Do you believe that was just coming from insecurity and scare? And he was mu- must have been living in fear, obviously. I think it came more from exhaustion, to be honest, because the kid you was You don't think so it was exhausted. his mental state, like saying that, oh, Nicole Scherzinger is going to win anyway, so I'm going to pretend I don't care? I mean, maybe some of it, but I honestly, I think when we are tired, we are like, I just don't, like, I just don't even care. You I know think what he I mean? cared so much, though, Anya. I know that. He cared. Well. But maybe he wasn't used to necessarily coming in second. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But like, I do that to myself sometimes when I competed. I was like, oh, it's fine. This is just a stupid, knowing that like, I'm not going to win. And so I'm setting myself up for failure, basically, which isn't a, which is not a good way to think either. But I, I want you to know that he definitely, I know he cared. Well, that's good to know after all these years. I but know I don't, he did. I don't appreciate, I don't, what I don't agree with is the questioning and the not trust because I've been through that as well with partners I and remember, that's not a great feeling. I remember your season with Rob Kardashian and I remember having this conversation Rob. with you when you said uh-huh. to, you said, I had a conversation with him and I said, <clears throat> and I remember that and I was like, crap, this is exactly the conversation that I needed to have with Evan. When you said to Rob, this is my world. This mm-hmm. is my job. And this is my career we're talking about. You're going to be back. Ne- I'm going to be back next season. You'll be gone. This is your only chance. But this is my ethics. This is my professionalism. And when you act this way, Rob, because you also had some oh, little please. things like yes. that. Absolutely. With a bunch of people. Right. But you you said it to him. And you of confronted course. him. and. I wish I did. And instead, I waited and I was trying to be nice and accommodating. And I felt sorry for him in the way that, oh, this poor guy, he's so tired. And here, blah, 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 blah. I was a little bit mothering him. Were you intimidated by him at all? No, it wasn't that. I felt a little bit like I was his... mm, like almost older sister. Like I I, I felt like I was mothering him in a way. Like I wanted to... So you didn't want to like... You didn't want to be scolding him, basically, is what you're yeah. trying to say. Yeah. But then you did, and you held it in. And do you think and I it, held it, it blew and I up? Held it in, yeah. And then it blew up in me, ugly crying on okay. camera. And of course, that's the package they choose to But it was the show. most human thing I've ever seen. No, but that, it that is very beautiful. Real. It's it so real. Re- and by the way, it was this was the tricky thing with you guys, right? Because mm. it, it was trying to find, not, I'm not saying, it was just, the two people, right? Two human beings. Mm. And he's very much, you know, his mentality was just straight off the freaking podium, right? And some people, like I, you and Drew Lachey, had very much a sarcastic banter. Some people you don't, like I have it with a bunch of my partners, right? You just don't click it as far as like the communication goes, right? And it's like me and a few people I can name, but they're good dancers, but not so good with the, like, how are we going to, How's our chemistry and our like banter and bickering going to stand out from everyone else? What is the real story within our actual partnership? Because it's not just a dance show. And I think that that was until that moment. I almost wish it happened week six or five. But until that moment, there was it was hard. It was hard to like, okay, well, who is this couple? Right. Yeah. Which is true because he was very professional. I was very professional. We were these two 
competitive drones it wasn't relatable. doing our job, mm-hmm. which is yes. Nicole yes. and Derek were here and there and everywhere and they made fun of themselves and they were goofy and then they messed up and then they apologized and he said, no, 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 actually I know how to do it. Look, and they did it again. I mean, they were a little bit more relatable, which was looking back another But issue, you also so. can't fake it, Anya, right? Like you could, you can't either way. You're it's who not- you are. Because like you had great chemistry with Drew. We both danced with Drew Lachey for All Stars. How is so how is that experience? Because I didn't really get a chance to talk to you guys because I was with Emmett. He wanted to travel back and forth from Dallas. What was that like? Loved it. He's really? so funny. He's so he sarcastic. He's an he's, ass, yeah. He's um but he's also a hard worker and he is respectful. So he knows, okay, you're the coach, you know. With Drew uh, my mistake at the time was to not to not realize his true self. And when I started showing his true self a little bit, it throughout the dance, I it was a little bit too late. It was the last mm-hmm. two weeks. But also his personality, he's not the debonair no. gentleman. He's like a blue so color, witty, yes. witty kind of like hmm, sarcastic, funny dude. A little bit of a bad boy, actually. A little mm-hmm. bit. He has that a vibe. And when I started a little bit rock and roll and I was like, oh, you are that. So like but our you jive, are the same though. Me? You you are very dry and witty, yeah, I would say. Yeah, that and sarcastic. Is true. That's I why am. I thought this was a brilliant partnership because I feel like, you know, definitely whether it was Drew that got it out of me, I don't know. But I was nobody <laughs> I had no identity when I danced with him. But then as I grew into my own being I feel like I'm like that and I do feel like you're similar and I feel like that that was a perfect partnership did you guys just give it like did you guys banter back and forth like did you give good like was it were your packages entertaining from I don't remember so this was such a long time ago um I think our packages were real if anything and yeah were we you guys friends back. we were friends yeah cool I I mean yeah and this was As- my last Last season that I thought, and then of course I got Gary Busey, which is a whole other right. podcast. Which no, we it's don't not. Have the We're going to talk for. about it quickly. Quickly, there is an article out right now, actually, about um, the casting of Adrian Peterson and the controversy. Sean Spicer. They did, um, you know, BBC, ABC, Dina Katz, Conrad. They were doing like a upfronts, but it wasn't upfronts. I don't forgot what the actual term is, but they were all in this conference center, I would assume, talking about the next season and talking about one of the questions from Variety Magazine was, what do you believe that you're casting? Like, does it have anything to do with clickbait? Or does it, why do you cast certain people over? They just wanted to know about the casting process. Now, Gary Busey comes on, right? First of all, what was your initial reaction when you found out that he was your partner? Well, first of all, I didn't, I wasn't supposed to be on the show anymore. What do you mean? I was out of the contract. I was done. I had Amalia. She was about a year and a half. I wasn't, right. I wasn't on the contract anymore. I got out. Um, so, so what happened? Um, chain of events. Peter got injured. She had a, an ankle surgery. Okay. So they had to get, they decided to give Allison Holker. Peter was supposed to dance with the guy that Allison ended up dancing with. So they, they recasted things and they were like, it had to happen really fast. And they said, who is in town? And they dialed my number and said, you still in LA? And I said, yes, I am. Would you dance this season 
from somebody in Los Angeles. And I said, okay, sure. What's the deal? I said, okay, let's, can I just do one season contract? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's no problem. It was uh, Rob, Rob Wade. And um, he said, yeah, yeah, no, no problem. No problem. Uh, But I do want to, I'll do my best, but I do want to give you a heads up. Uh, This is probably one of the toughest celebrities we've ever had. Like, Seriously, he's one of the most challenging ones. Are you okay with that, yeah? And I was uh, like, he just answered uh, his own question for you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess, sure. Wait, did you have an attorney to help you negotiate your contract? I had a manager. Got it. She helped. So, when, so right away you said, can I just sign a one season deal? And he agreed via yes. phone, over the phone. Yes. yes. And did they stick to that? Yes. Good. Okay. Yes. And right away you didn't have to think about it you didn't have to think about what rob said like this is going to be a difficult one no i mean they're all difficult did you ask him who it was i uh i did and he said well we'll let you know in a few days once we have your contract did you have any idea who gary Busey was when you saw him? oh i knew him i knew him 100 percent. i saw him uh in that keanu reeves and patrick swayze movie about surfers Mm-hmm. So I remember him in that, and then I look back and I go, "Oh, I saw him in that film and in that film." So I knew he was a fabulous actor. So yeah, immediately so you were excited. I was excited, and then immediately I had this respect for him. Oh, interesting. And then of course I meet him, and it's Gary as Gary is now, and right. I go, "Oh, okay, I see what Gary you mean. with head injuries and yeah, Trauma- you know, traumatic tra- brain trauma. injury." Yeah. So how was that? Because so there, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm sure that was a lot for you. And I don't yes. take this lightly by any means. Um, and this is where there, there is a little bit of a, uh, it's, it's for us women, professional dancers, especially um, we sometimes, I think when people, especially men who are very good at what they do, when they're put yes. in a vulnerable state, sometimes it isn't pretty. With Gary, it was never directed at me. Of course not. It never is. It was always, um, with him, I felt respected. I felt that he trusted me. He knew I had his back. I was his teammate. Um, And we looked out for each other. There are certain things that the producer, you know, because towards the end of the seasons, towards after a certain time, when I got back with Gary, let's just say, it was, this is the style we want you to dance. This is the music we want you to dance to. We want you to do this. This is the costumes we want you to Meeting do. the producers. Yes. yes. We had the whole creative call, blah, 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 la, la, la. And I'm listening to this and I go, okay, well, I'll talk to Gary. And then I talked to Gary. I said, this is what they would like us to do. And he said, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing this and I don't want to do this. And I go back to producer and I say, so, sh- so and so. Gary doesn't want to do it. It's like, well, but do they expect to. you to convince him to do it? Uh, of course. And they said, well, you need to convince him. And this is what we have planned. And I'm like, okay, well, I appreciate that. Um, let me see what I can do. And just if you, FYI, if Gary decides not to do something, Gary doesn't do it. Of, of course not. <laughs> of and course I remember, not. And, and, I and with anybody, by the way, try telling yeah. Terrell Owens that he can't wear his own clothing line when he was promised he could wear it. Okay. So like, this is the thing. And so this is why it is so important to, first of all, like 
it is first of all important to always have a producer there. I just think that like that is that is something that is very important to feel yeah. for me at least it was to feel safe in my work environment during certain times. Listen, we all we're not perfect, none of us. It's like yes. we all have temper tantrums whether you're 85 or 5, like it's yeah. going to happen and yeah. but there needs to be a boundary, right? Yes. And did he ever cross the line? This will be the last question before we do rapid fire quickly. Gary never crossed the line with me. Great. With one sense, though, he did do something that I was like, oh, what is that? And I actually had a talk with his wife. And I talked to her and I said, Stephanie, mm-hmm. still a wife, just to let you know, this has happened. And I'm not sure if I talk about it with Gary. And she's like, I know this is not conventional. What happened, Anya? He slapped my butt. <laughs> Sorry, I'm uncomfortable. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> and like, I was actually like, slap, like, was it not yeah, part of the routine? Like a, well done, coach. No, at the end of a rehearsal. Oh, like a football player. Don't. Yes. Well done, coach. And I was like, and then I looked at my field producer and I was like, did you just, he's like, yeah. He's like, I was filming it. So then I had to go because, oh, you know, that's not something we do. And he's been filmed. But he didn't think nothing of it. He treated the, the me like... The producer didn't do anything? I talked to Gary's wife. Got it. And I said, Stephanie, this happened. I'm not super comfortable with this. Of Tana, course. What is it? She's like, <laughs> it's like, don't think of it twice. He respects you so much. Yeah. He's so, like, adores you. This was more like a football player thing. It was like, it, it just, it, you know, so let's just not like take a it tap. Out. Hmm. Was it a sure. pinch? <laughs> it wasn't a pinch. It was a tap. It was a okay, tap. Okay, cool. Okay. But again, different generation, different upbringing. And that, that's just not something I do to my clients so or my partners or, you know, I don't, unless like I'm married to them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or it's in your yeah. routine. Right. Yes. Thank you for opening up. <laughs> no problem. Um, I'm, I just, for some reason, I, you know, look, regardless, I think it's very important to have these uncomfortable conversations in general, because look, it can be two things. It could, we, this show is amazing. It's, it changed our lives, but it's not perfect. Right. Like we're not, we're all, even as a, even as a business. Right. And I think we can all, and I just had Kristen Burt on, as you know, her very well i'm sure yeah you know she said it perfectly she's like it could be we could have a great show and there could be some constructive criticism that comes along with it no one is ever too old or too good for a note like yes and take it or leave it no one's trying to get you to take it either you know it's it's fine we're not curing cancer anywho (laughs) too bad we're not going to get to the tmz footage of uh you your fun night out We'll when, skip I fin- that. when I finally let loose, yes. Finally. You know how long it's been? Like, you talk about a woman who is so healthy. Um, oh, my goodness. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Rapid fire. <laughs> Who falls in love first, celebrity or dancer? Celebrity. Out of all five athletes you've danced with, which one rehearsed the least? Jerry Rice. Huh? Really? He had to go to play. He had to go play golf by 12. I get it. Emma was the same way. Name one thing that the general public may not know about each of your celebrity partners. Jerry Rice. He had to go play golf at 12 o'clock. Albert Reed. Uh, you might know it. You might not know, but he's actually a very talented artist. Really? Mm-hmm. You still keep in touch with him? Not really. I follow Steve, him on Instagram. Steve Gutenberg. Oh, he um, he's one of my mom's favorite actors. Oh, I love that. Chuck yeah. Liddell. Sweetheart has an accountant degree. Oh, wow. Yeah. Evan Lysa, check. Uh, maybe you know, maybe you don't. Big fashionista, has fabulous style and always smells amazing. His besties with Vera Wang for a while there. Kurt Warner. Oh, nicest guy ever. Such a good dad. Just something you might not know about him. I mean, he's kind of goofy, actually. He's really? very goofy. He's a little goofy. Yeah. Sugar Ray. He said that if he would have had ballroom dancing introduced earlier in his life, he would have had a longer boxing career. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Carson Cressley. Oh. What don't we know about him? What don't we know about Carson? Um, he's a very good cook. Really? Yeah, he's. Jack Wagner. Um, pretty good singer, devoted dad, and he 
maybe you know about it. He wasn't, he's a recovering alcoholic. So he's been sober mm-hmm. for many, many years. That's awesome. Yeah. True Lachey. Not, this is not just for me. It's for my listeners. Was, but people you know. might not know about him. Um, I mean, the guy can dance. The guy can sing. The guy can teach. He's a Cincinnati boy through and through. He's Ohio all the way. Um, very people intelligent. People know this. People, yes, very people inte- know okay. this. Very yeah. intelligent. Yeah. Actually, people might not think that, but oh no. How tall but is he? A- <laughs> you can look it up. Come on. Gary, Gary Busey. Um... What people might not know about him, he is a really. I mean, you said it already. He's very like he was a, like very respect. He was used to be a arts. football player. Oh, in high interesting. School. He was a high school football player. DWTS awards, pro dancers only, biggest flirt. Like pro, like all of the ever pro dancers, or- not necessarily just this last season, but like any pro dancer that's ever been involved on the show. Quickly, Karina, <laughs> best smile. You, Cheryl, because your dad's dentist. Most dramatic. Most dramatic. Um, you probably me. Yeah, I'm pretty dramatic. Biggest I'm a- prankster. Okay. Oh, Sasha Farber, easy. Who's the most stubborn? Mm, probably Max and me. <laughs> most competitive? You. I was very competitive until who's, season with Gary. Who's the sweatiest? Me and Alan. Uh, Glib. No. I think he's pretty sweaty. Alan is very sweaty and I'm the sweatiest girl. You guys don't sweat. The girls don't sweat other than me. You just, you, yeah, you perspire. I don't it's smell, good. I sweat. It's good though. It's good detox. Two fan questions. Mm. Okay. Really quick because mm. I'm trying to find a good one here. Okay. Hold please. We're trying to do this. Favorite pro dance that you performed for the results show at Bella Garcia. Oh my gosh. That's just not even fair. There are so many. I love them all. I can't answer that. Just come on. I can, uh, you want me to skip it? Um, okay, Hallelujah, Michael Bolton. That was good. I one. love that one. At Miss Sunny Gal, most useful life lesson that being on Dancing with the Stars taught you? Perfectionism is not helpful <laughs> or real. <laughs> Perfectionism is overrated and let loose and actually be a normal person. The Sai Dali Hassan, favorite lend memory. This will be your last question. Favorite land mem- memory is off the camera, is um, coming over and hugging and saying, how are you, Anna? <laughs> no, my favorite, probably said it to everybody, but you're my favorite, you know you're <laughs> no, good. No, he has not you said know, that to everybody. You know you're good. You, you like Kind of like, I got you, girl. I see what you're doing basically and he appreciates way. it yeah and he appreciated yeah it's it's actually off camera always like oh and giving me the biggest hug that favorite mm-hmm. and he's like the god he was the godfather anyway anya tell my listeners what you're doing right now as far as like any right projects now, in the works to pick up my so children. sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry you can blame your <laughs> wi-fi and um what's next for you and where people can find you quickly uh, people can find me on Instagram at Trebunskaya. You can find me on TikTok. 
Oh, on girl, Facebook. you better work. I gotta follow I you on TikTok. I don't do anything on TikTok, but I will. I still have my uh, ex account, which I don't really. So, if you want to know more about me and what's going on, really, Instagram and Facebook. You have a website. Is more. I have a website. I have a dance studio. I'm what's your teaching. website? My my. I'll give my studio website, ycdstudio.com. How about that? And we'll put all the info in the write-up here as well. Thank you, my love. Make sure you guys follow us at Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on our Instagram handle. And make sure you comment. Let me know who you want me to interview. What do you all think? Let me know. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.